Welcome to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. We can't wait for you to hear today's episode, so let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome back to another week of Kinda Crunchy. My name is Jensen. I'm Rachel. And we are happy that you're here to join us um, for another episode. Um, We are quickly approaching our one year. Like, I think might be like one or two more episodes. It'll be like 52, which we have not missed a week. Um, I just have to give ourselves some credit because that's really hard to like not miss an entire week, especially when you live four hours apart and (laughs) both of us seem to have just wild lives and things going on. Um, So yeah, I'm just pumped that it's almost been a year. Um, But before we get into this episode, um, let's just talk about life. So Rachel, tell us what's been going on. How have you been? Yeah, I'm just going to give us a pat on the back too about making it a year podcasting because I think it's like, it's literally a huge statistic. Uh, I Don't quote me on this, but 80 to 90% of podcasts don't make it past one year. So mm-hmm. we're in the top 10%. Heck yeah, we are. <laughs> Look at us. Go us. <laughs> <laughs> but um, life update, yeah, I got back from Florida at the beginning of this week. We went away over Groundhog Day in Punxsie, which we've done the past few years, which I was just sharing with Jensen. I was like, I want to stop going away over Groundhog Day because I actually want to be here for Groundhog Day and like get into it and like enjoy it and be around while all the stuff's happening in town. Um, But it's always nice in the winter to go somewhere warm and just get some sunshine and feel human again after it. So um Yeah, we went down to Florida. It was only a few days. I got to lay by the pool and get some nice sunshine and read books. And the place we go to makes these pina coladas, which, uh, you know, I'm not like a drinker, so I don't get alcohol in them. And they're just so good. They're just delicious. And they put like whipped cream and this little cherry on them. So I had many of those. And we went to Universal Studios the one day. Oh, Um, last year we went to Disney and this year we went to Universal. I had never been to either. So I think it was kind of just like a first time thing. It was very expensive, both Disney and Universal. Um, and I'm a Cedar Point girl, like in my heart, they have the best roller coasters and I like riding roller coasters and it's much closer. So I'm glad I got the experience of going both to Disney and Universal, but I, Next year, I'm going to take a break from the amusement parks. It is just exhausting. You're there all day. You're trying to do everything. You're waiting in lines. There's such big crowds. And Mm. we even tried to avoid a weekend, but it was still very busy. And yeah, it was was good. It was a cool experience. We went to like Harry Potter World and everything. I've never read or seen Harry Potter at all. Did you, I, wait, did you have butterbeer when you were there? I did. And I really liked it. I like butterscotch. I do I did, too. Yeah. I had no idea what it even was and I got it and I was pleasantly surprised. But yeah, so it just, for me, I don't watch the Marvel stuff. I haven't watched any, like anything at Universal that there's a world for. I probably haven't seen actually. So it wasn't as like geek out of a moment as maybe it is for other people. We, we rode some of the rides and it was fun, but, um, yeah, Logan got to golf twice, so he was Ooh. super happy about that. And we just relaxed and ate out like every single night. <laughs> That's the best part of vacation. You're just like, you know what? We can go out to dinner each night. It's fun to like experience like new restaurants and try new things. Definitely. Um, this is totally not crunchy, but our last night there, my dinner, 
I ordered was mozzarella sticks and cheesecake. That was my entree. So I love that for you. Because it was like something I never get and I like and I know that's not healthy. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna mix and match here. It's like that's why I love brunch, because you get like lunch stuff and breakfast stuff. I just decided to do it for dinner. So yeah, we had lots of fun, mini golfed a few times and happy to be back in routine. And like it's gorgeous here. Sunny and beautiful, but it was nice to be down there and be able to like lay poolside and just enjoy the nicer weather. Oh, I love that for you. Logan's going to Florida next week um, for only like two or three days. It's for a conference for work. And I was supposed to potentially go with him, but I feel like life was just kind of crazy in February. And now looking at what our February is looking like, um, (laughs) I'm glad I'm not going, but the sunshine and warmth does sound nice. So, but yes, you must come to Groundhog Day next year. You need to experience the whole, you know, you are a Punxsutawneyan if that's even I, word. It's been a few, it's been since high school yeah. when I was a fillet dancer. That's oh. the last time I was at the knob. You were the star. <laughs> I wouldn't quite go that far. I probably had the least dance skills. I just brought energy. <laughs> You always bring energy. Um, well, that do you have any more life updates? No, that's really it. We just had some vacation time. I got some good reading done. And yeah, now just back to the everyday hustle and bustle. Back what about you? Grind. Well, your life update about wanting to experience Groundhog Day leads into my life update, which was I did experience Groundhog Day. Um, not for the first time, though. Not for the first time, no. But I was with people that did experience it for the first time, and it's so much fun to see it through the eyes of people that, like, have never seen it before. Okay. I'm going to take a minute or two and explain to you what actually happens on Groundhog Day because I get asked all the time, wait, so, like, what actually happens? Like, and if you've seen the movie, it's all in this cute little town square that's <laughs> false. Couldn't be more false. It's in the middle of the woods. So, basically, starting at 3 a.m., the festivity starts basically an all-night party slash show entertainment they have like gobbler's knobs got talent they have fireworks at like 6 a.m it's just music and dancing it's like a big all-night party people just stand in the cold and embrace it um people literally come from all over the world there were people there from australia this year i saw that someone from africa like truly people come from all over which is crazy to see a groundhog predict the weather that's not even accurate. Um, but – I don't know. It is looking like spring. I know. I, I think know. he was right this maybe year, Jensen. Maybe he was right. I, maybe he was. <laughs> There's something to it. But the whole town gets like booming and packed for like one or two days and it's like crazy and it's so cool and so fun. And then it goes back to being very, very chill, mild, simple Punxsutawney after. Um, but we went this year because it was on a Friday and we took Logan's coworker. Um, and his wife, and then we took Logan's cousin and her husband. Um, And like I said, it was so fun to, like, show people Punxsutawney for the first time and, like, Groundhog Day, and they'd be like, this is crazy. Like, we had had passed this. We were able to go, like, down front, but they were just like – I mean, where else do you have fireworks at 6 in the morning to, like, the Star Wars (laughs) soundtrack? Like, no, that's – it doesn't happen anywhere. And Logan's – his cousin, his – her husband – Matt, he like has been obsessed with Groundhog Day like his whole life. Basically, love the movie and like his whole family was always really into it. So he was like geeking out in like the best way and just like he just his eyes would get so big and he was just having so much fun and it was just a really cool experience. And sometimes I forget how like 
proud I am of the town that I'm from, even though like it's for basically a made up holiday, but it's really cool to be from a town that's like a holiday that is literally on calendars. Um, So I don't want to take that for granted. So we had such a fun experience. It wasn't that cold. Um, Took them to Punxsy Phil's for breakfast. A must. They're like, these pancakes are amazing. And it's also (laughs) just so cheap here. I'm like, yes, things are very inexpensive in Punxsutawney compared to Lancaster. Um, But yeah, it was so much fun. um, And we'll definitely do it again. And maybe we'll do – maybe – well, kind of crunchy live from Groundhog Day one year. <laughs> you know what? I'm planning to get into my Groundhog Day uh, era of life now. I'm I'm settled here. This is my hometown and I love it. It's just a quaint little town and I'm ready to get into it. Be proud of it. <laughs> I told my dad he should join the inner circle. I, you know what? I just read an article about it. If, for anyone listening that doesn't know, the inner circle is the group of people that oversee the groundhog and pull him out and such activities. Um, and it is 15 people is their their max, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's by invite only. Yeah. The club votes to invite people mm-hmm. in. So it's kind of an exclusive exclusive little club but your dad is like such a punksy guy he would be a perfect fit for that I feel like he's even said that someone's like mentioned it to him but I like he doesn't want to and I'm like I feel like he would thrive oh, I don't know. I do I too feel, I, I think it's a thrive. lot of work though I like think it is yeah and outside of Groundhog Day there's a yeah. lot of work you have to do yeah but yeah I love the Groundhog cookies even though we were going away they were out in so stores good. The day before we left, they were out and I picked some up and we gobbled them down before we left because I could not miss those. My mom always makes them and the dough is honestly the best. I love like groundhog cookie mm-hmm. dough before you bake it. Um, okay. Also, people, everyone in Punxsutawney is a groundhog cookie cutter, but you didn't know that yeah. um, because there are groundhog cookies. It's a thing. It's like a molasses cookie, but they just <laughs> – and some I even say they're not even the best cookie ever, but they just like – they're nostalgic to Groundhog Day. Like they just hit different February 2nd and then I'm like, I'm good till the next year. A little chocolate chip for the eye. Mm. I got – when I got married, I was gifted a groundhog cookbook, which is – I have the Punxy cookbook, along with the Groundhog cookie cutter. That wasn't the only thing I received, but it was one of the things I received. Yeah. At my wedding at our cookie table, we had Groundhog cookies. I love it. Oh, what an ode to Punxy since you were in Lancaster. Uh, I was at your wedding. I don't particularly remember that, but I'm sure. I don't either. I saw a picture. <laughs> I How was like, cute. oh my gosh, the cookie table looks so nice. I don't even remember seeing it, but um, it looked really pretty. My mom did a great job. Um, but I guess on the other – I give two little life updates. I'll give a little teaser. Um, some big life changes are coming in my world. No, we're not pregnant, so don't DM me and ask. Um, but just some life changes that I'll report later. Um, and then I'm getting my hair done next week for the first time in like two years. And I'm wait, so me too. Excited. What day are you getting it done? Friday. Oh, I'm getting it done Wednesday. Oh, oh you'll beat me crazy. then. Maybe I'll cancel my appointment before. <laughs> wait, are you getting anything different done? Uh, Jensen, I'm literally getting a deep condition and blowout. I'm not even getting anything cut, even though it's dead and needs cut. So no, but it's been a while. <laughs> I'm thinking I might go back to a little, little bit of blonde and balayage. I don't know. Oh. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. It's. Are you cutting any off? I don't. I was at the gym today and I just looked in the mirror. And my ponytail was so long and I was like, oh, I love that. But then I'm like, oh, it's dead. So I'm maybe like an inch or two, but I'm going to be like, please don't cut much off if you don't have to. 
I'm just a long hair girl, not for everyone else, for myself. Mm -hmm. I do not feel like myself if my hair is like shoulder length or higher. Uh, I need length. I just feel, uh, yeah, I don't know. And my hair just like styles better when it's longer. And so now I'm on this journey. That's why I'm not getting any length cut, even though I know they say like, oh, cut some. It makes your hair grow faster. I don't think, I think that's, that's true. False. I think it's false. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I think it just like I just want you to get more dead. haircuts. <laughs> I am not cutting my hair till it's touching my butt. So that's the journey I'm on now. So I've wow. got, I'm, I'm investing some years in this at this point. That's like, the t- that's like that homesteader, like barefoot. <laughs> Trad wife. Hair down. <laughs> I like myself actually with short hair, but then I like like I like how I look, but then I get frustrated that I can't do things when it's long. It's like yeah, and it, but it's also like so much easier when it's short. I don't know, so I go back and forth. But well, you know, maybe I'll chop it off Wednesday. Who knows? I guess. We'll Whoa. See. Whoa. I don't know. Well, you are building suspense on this episode, I, guys. Justin. I know. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, that's exciting! That's- I'll be excited to see the results. Yes, I will probably post something about it because, you know. Um, but I think those are – oh, I guess one more thing I'm doing this weekend. Um, I'm going to do a Galentine's, which – Me too. Oh, wait. I'm going to one tomorrow. Wow. I'm going to one <laughs> Sunday. It's like we're like living the same life, just kind of different. I'm so We always have been. <laughs> and it's a brunch. It's actually for Pure Bar. So it's like our Pure Bar oh. Galentine's. And I was just looking at like the menu that people are bringing and it's just all like fun, savory and sweet things. I'm making a coffee cake. Um, I just love Galentine's. I love wearing pink and red. I love brunch. I love girl time. Like I'm so here for fun. It. I I literally just today, ours is uh we're doing a book exchange, a book that you've read and you're happy to part with. You wrap it and then we randomly exchange. So cute. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And then it's breakfast things and I made they're like cinnamon rolls but without cinnamon. It's like a raspberry filling. They're raspberry rolls and they're in the shape of a heart like the way you Stop. roll them. And then they have this cream cheese icing. And I'm just so Please excited. Take a picture of those. I want to see those. They, they sound so cute. <laughs> I will have to send a picture yes. to you. But oh, yeah. So fun. That's all I have, I think. Do you have any more – anything else we want to share before we get into it? I don't think so. Um, yeah. I think that's it. All right. Well, here's the actual content you came on for or maybe you came on for the life updates. I'm not sure. But maybe. Here, here, here's the meat of the episode. <laughs> so we are talking about inflammation today. Um, I think we've – for a while just – I mean this is – we always talk about inflammation being a root cause of like disease and ailments and just all the problems in your life like inflammation. Probably. Seed oils and inflammation, which seed oils cause inflammation. So yep. um, and so we were like we finally need to just do an episode about inflammation in general specific to it like things that – or signs you might have it, what could be underlying or cause it, and then ways to just reduce general inflammation. Um, so that's what we're going to chat about today. Yeah. Um, kind of getting into like what inflammation is. I feel like it is like a very like hot topic thing you hear all over the place. Like reduce inflammation, do this to reduce inflammation. Um, basically when your body when your body activates your immune system, it sends out inflammatory cells and they are sent out to like protect your body, whether it's like attacking bacteria or heal like a damaged tissue. Um, and when your body's sending out inflammatory cells, when you're not sick or injured, that's more the chronic inflammation. So the first thing I mentioned was like, they call it acute inflammation, which is like the healing inflammation. Like you're sick, your body sends out cells, it heals you. Um, it's more of a quick 
you know, a few days a week. But the chronic inflammation is where you hear a lot of people saying that's causing the disease, that's causing their gut issues, that's causing their skin issues. When it's just time and time over and over again, your body um, is just not responding or it is responding, but it's and it's causing these things. Yeah. That was a great little rundown. I was actually watching a video last night about um, cells response to injuries and diseases in our body. Um, and it, it was, it was uh, what am I trying to say, animated. And okay. so it was like basically for kids, but it made it really easy to explain, which, you know, I have such an interest in anatomy and physiology. Yes. So I just watch these things for fun sometimes, even though I have the knowledge. And I liked the way they explained it, like, with all these little warrior cells coming and that's why there's inflammation because there's a little war happening. And I just love when people describe it like that. Um, So thanks for that rundown. That was a good little synopsis, Jensen. You did that perfect. Of course. Yeah. It's so interesting. I think people think that inflammation is like always bad and it's like the short term is like really good. It's like when you have an infection or an injury, like that's how your body heals, which we've said it time and time again before, the body is just so intricate and amazing and how like Mm -hmm your body wants to heal. Like your body does not want to stay in a state of hurt or pain or injury. Um, So it's really cool that like it is like inflammation can be a good thing, but then, you know, it's that long-term chronic inflammation that can cause all the bad things, which we're going to get into. Yeah. Because like when you cut your finger and it gets a little inflamed and tender, like immediately, that's a good sign that your body's doing what it's supposed to. But when- that continues for a long time, that's a bad sign because then there's potential infection, which means Mm -hmm. your body didn't do what it was supposed to. Or if you have Mm -hmm. chronic inflammation somewhere else, it might mean that other things in your body aren't working right. And it's putting stress on your body. And how do you help support your body so you're not under chronic inflammation that can cause disease or whatever other ailments? So yeah, let's talk a little bit about signs you might have chronic inflammation. Yes. Um, I can start out with one. So any rashes or skin conditions, I always – which the reason I wrote that one down and I'm saying it, I have like this like little rash on my arm. Don't know what the issue is, but I know that it's something internal. I think we think like – and I feel like we were always taught with like acne or eczema or different things like to just like put a cream on it or rub it and or put something on it. And yes, Mm -hmm. that might help, but like there is something internal that's happening, like the outward appearance of what's happening to your skin, like – or your hair, or your nails, like that is something inward. Um, So if you're having some kind of rash, skin condition, acne, like I would look inward first because there's probably something inflamed inside. Yeah, that's absolutely, I mean, right. I think any types of gut issues Mm -hmm. can also be a sign you have inflammation. Um, When your gut is working well and fine, it's not inflamed, but when you're having gut issues, a lot of times that means that those intestines, any part of your gut maybe is experiencing inflammation. And so um, that might be something you want to target in tandem with trying to heal your gut is trying to reduce your inflammation to overall help your body. Because if your gut's having issues and it's potentially inflamed, that could mean other places in your body are inflamed as well. It all begins in the gut. Go listen to our gut. <laughs> Everything our gut comes back to the gut, right? It really does. <laughs> um, some other like small signs can be that, you know, they're little things, but if you're constantly having these issues, I would say I would look into it. You know, if you're feeling bloated all the time, if you have headaches, mm-hmm. mood swings, 
brain fog, you're constantly tired, having fatigue, like, you know, once in a while to have these things, I think it's like just, you know, we go through ebbs and flows, highs and lows of life, you know, sometimes we have a headache, sometimes we are a little tired, but like if it's a constant daily battle for you, I again would look into what is actually causing it. Yeah, and in our brain, our dopamine system is directly affected by chronic inflammation in our body. So if you have chronic inflammation, you could be more likely to have um, troubles with mental disorders or any type of like decision making, motivation, maybe anxiety, like brain fog, like you said. Um, It can kind of all lead into that because that dopamine system is so linked to chronic inflammation affecting it. So uh, those can be, you know, if you have issues with that stuff, it doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, you have inflammation. But something that I always practice is like, if I have anything happening in my body abnormal, I kind of try to, in tandem with whatever I'm doing to try to heal that, reduce inflammation. Because inflammation is almost always like at the root of a lot of these things or um, complementary to them happening at the same time. So it's always something good to try to kind of tackle that chronic inflammation when you have anything going on in your body. Absolutely. And we're always, we're always about getting to the root cause. The only other two mm-hmm. I'll add is um, chronic pain. If you're constantly in pain um, or if, you know, your joints are inflamed or you just feel like your face is like really inflamed or looks puffy, like inflammation might be your issue. So I guess those are probably the last ones I have. Do you have any more, Rachel? No, I think we should talk about, you know, when you notice you might have inflammation or you just feel, I I feel like you can feel it when you're inflamed. Like like most, yeah, it's kind of like that bloated feeling, except not gut specific. Like you just feel like, Oh, like you, you can tell. Um, and so do we want to talk about what are potential things that could be underlying causing chronic inflammation? And these don't necessarily like if you have inflammation, it doesn't mean you have every single one of these things or that this is causing it. But if you are struggling with chronic inflammation and you've noticed that and been able to pinpoint that these are things that maybe you want to get tested for, or look a little more into and say like, do I potentially have, have like symptoms and signs that maybe one of these are the underlying like root cause of my inflammation. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with a first one of these Lyme's disease. Mm-hmm. So that is something that's really common here in PA. I know to end up with um, it's it's uh, transmitted through a bite from a tick, and the ticks are always bad here in the spring and fall. They're coming out now and summer now it seems like, um, and so. Lyme's disease is kind of hard to detect. I feel like people are getting better at like recognizing signs of it and and uh, going and pursuing treatment, but it definitely can cause, I mean, it causes a plethora of different issues in the body, but one of them can be chronic inflammation and just that like, I mean, it comes with grogginess and like joint pain and everything, but inflammation is really a big big thing that happens with Lyme disease. I had Lyme's disease when I was in um, high school and my, actually my main symptom was my fingers hurt like so badly to write, to play piano, to do anything. And my mom had thought it was just overuse and she's a nurse. So this is funny. She was like, well, you just text too much and you play the violin and piano and you're writing in school and typing. And so I think that maybe you just have like 
potential early onset carpal tunnel or something like that. She got me braces like for my hands to help with that and was trying to help in that way. Well, eventually we ended up going to the doctor and I had Lyme disease and it was actually because of the inflammation in my body, it was causing such joint pain. And for some reason it was in my hands and fingers. Um, And thankfully I was able to be treated for that and move past it. But yeah, inflammation and Lyme disease are like hand in hand. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I, I've learned, feel like I've talked to people that have limes and it's crazy how some can be so mild and some can be terrible. Chronic for um, years. Yeah. I'm glad yours is not terrible. I mean, it wasn't fun before, but I'm glad you're good. Yeah. I took an antibiotic and it like wiped it out of me. And I am thankful for that antibiotic yeah. doing that because I've, I've not had to live with chronic limes. And I know for some people they do, and it can be really life altering. That's why we say we're not we're not against medicine. We're always trying to find the natural cause, but when you need it, you need it. Um, one thing I'll say is um, a lot of autoimmune diseases, um, and I was just doing some research, and one is Crohn's disease, which Logan has Crohn's, so immediately it stuck out to me. Um, but it's just so interesting when you look at like, oh, how do you treat Crohn's? Like eat an anti-inflammatory diet. Um, like it's crazy how like they – when looking at treating the disease, yes, they want you to like take medication, but also like living a lifestyle that, which we'll get to, that can lower your inflammation. So on top of Crohn's disease, um, ulcerative colitis, um, rheumatoid arthritis, asthma, um, the list goes on, but there's a lot of like autoimmune diseases that comes down to inflammation in the end. Yeah. I think just from some of the ones you were naming, Something that goes with that is a lot of diseases have itis attached to the end of the word, which Mm -hmm. itis basically means inflammation of that part of the body. So, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like you have appendicitis, diverticulitis, uh, meningitis, and, and so all those things have some type of inflammation that is contributing to them. And so, yeah, when you know, with naming words and, and using, what's it called? Is it a suffix? Would that be the itis yeah, to put on pre- the end? Pre- prefixes <laughs> the beginning, so suffix would be the end, yeah. And so medically, that means essentially inflammation of that part of the body. So when you hear any kind of disease that has an itis on the end, maybe look for inflammation and seeing how you can work on that as well. Love that. I did not know that. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um. One thing that um, just kind of going into like the whole like fertility thing, and this is something I don't think I have, but it can be very silent in a lot of people is endometriosis. And they say that one of the big things with that is like inflammation and how like that causes it to spread like crazy. So not saying, you know, if you have endometriosis, it doesn't mean they're always correlated, but I know from a lot of girls that I follow on Instagram that like have endo that like they really focus on like lowering inflammation as much as they can just because it like drives it or helps it makes basically endometriosis grow the more your body's inflamed which that's mostly the case for lots of things inflammation just causes pushes disease to grow because your body's in that inflamed state and it can't fight off things like it should yeah i mean i would say inflammation's the root cause of chronic disease in a lot of cases Mm -hmm. because too much for too long whether it's from your food you eat or your gut or just your body in general not working the way it's supposed to, 
too much for too long is not a good thing when it's chronic inflammation. Um, the last thing I would say is mold exposure. Now, this is something I have not explored that much in the crunchy world. I feel like a lot of people are really into testing their homes for mold exposure and trying to detox or find ways to um, help if they've been exposed to mold. And it can definitely be very uh, bad for your health to be exposed to mold. And that also goes hand in hand with inflammation. That mold exposure is going to cause unexplained inflammation in your body. So that's always something to check for too. If you are experiencing chronic inflammation, it's kind of unexplained. You are like very healthy and you're working on these things and you don't know what to do about it. Um, that might be like an underlying thing that you haven't even thought of or looked into is, is there mold in your house that you don't know that's hidden, that's causing, um, any type of inflammation or ailments to you? I just saw this one, um, girl I follow on Instagram. She did like that. You order like a kit and basically you like put the different yeah. things in different rooms of your house. And most of our rooms were like pretty good. And like, it just had a few little dots, which I guess is like normal. Um, but then her husband or fiance's car, she had one. I follow the same girl. I know yeah. exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think you introduced me to her. And her husband or whoever's car was like insane, which like I wouldn't even think about that. Like, but we spend a lot of time in our car. Yeah. And she was saying she thought it might be from the Christmas tree they got and put in the back seat because oh, Christmas yeah. trees can harbor a lot of mold and that can be a cause of mold exposure. Wild. The more you know. The more you know. I think, yeah, that was a – do we want to go on to um, things that can cause inflammation, like certain things we do? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll start with a quick and easy one that maybe you can resolve today is something that can cause inflammation is eating before bed because your body's not able to digest and process as easily – through the night as it is during the day, you're kind of stagnant. And so that can cause that overall bloated, inflamed um, response in your body. So trying to avoid eating, uh, I don't know, like stop two hours maybe before bed so that you're able to digest it while you're awake and up and moving can just help your body with like reducing some minimal inflammation that you might be experiencing. No, absolutely. And it makes sense because I feel like when you eat right before bed, you just don't sleep the best or don't feel the greatest when mm -hmm. you wake up either. Um, kind of going off the food, um, I'm going to name things here that I feel like we've talked about in other areas, but it's kind of the same thing. Like these things are not great for your health in general. Processed meats, added sugars, highly processed food, refined carbs. Um, people say red meat. I don't believe in that. And I mean, I believe everything in moderation, but you know, when if you're eating McDonald's hamburgers all the time, there's probably some inflammatory oils within that. But if you have like a grass-fed cow or you're eating good quality meat, like I believe there are a lot of health benefits to meat, um, red meat specifically. Um, but again, you know, it's I we always say it's like you can keep things in moderation. Like, yeah, if you're eating red meat for every meal of the day, it might inflame your body. But Carnivore diet, Jensen. Yeah. yeah. Which – It works people, for some people. It, 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 your body is unique. So, yes. yes. You literally took my – the thing I have written down after this is every body is different. Like milk might inflame the crap out of you. Someone else it might not. That's kind of the hard thing about inflammation too is like mm -hmm. you have to kind of pay attention to your own body because like 
you might – and maybe after having kids, this makes your body inflamed. Like our bodies are always changing. So it's just like being in tune with like, oh, I did this. I didn't feel great after I ate this. I didn't feel good after. Because if you go- – because like honestly, if you Google like what's causing my inflammation, like yeah, there are things that typically do cause it for some people. But some people, it's like random things that you would never even think. So it's just like being in tune with your body and knowing that your body is different than everyone else's. Ugh, I love that. I'm I, a thousand percent just that's truth. <laughs> Everybody's body is different. Mm-hmm. You have to be your own doctor in some sense of yeah. you know your body better than anyone mm-hmm. else and you need to be conscientious of like how is my body when it's normal? What is my normal? What's not normal for me? How's it working? And so you have to take a little bit of autonomy and uh, advocate for yourself and your body and know what it needs, what it likes, what it doesn't like. Um, mm-hmm. Something else in that uh, food realm would be spiking your glucose by eating uh, food out of the wrong order. Or we've talked about glucose before. Things like drinking coffee before breakfast or on an empty stomach can spike your glucose. Um, Spiking your glucose can lead to inflammation because your body's kind of just in that ah, state internally and mentally and in all ways. So eating your food in a particular order can help with this. I mean, I'm not always a thousand percent on this, but when you can help it, it just kind of helps that gut inflammation and overall body inflammation. So veggie first, then your protein, then your carbs and sugar. It helps your body to digest those foods better and use Mm -hmm. them for what they're needed for in your body as opposed to just like shocking them with these glucose spikes. Yeah. Very well said. I'm going to steal one of yours. Um, Over-exercising can cause inflammation or not moving your body at all. Mm -hmm. So again, it's finding that balance. I know for me, like there's been times where I've like really been hitting the gym hard and I like look in the mirror and I'm like, I feel just like puffy and like not great and my body doesn't feel the best. And it's because I think my body's like, um, Jensen, maybe we could use a little more sleep some nights. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I've actually gotten better at like I work out, but I don't like work out crazy and I give my body the rest it needs. And like you feel better, you look better. Like you just have to give your body what it needs. And again, it's also, again, not just like being a couch potato all the time. Um, we need to be moving our bodies and whether that's just a walk, whether that's doing housework, like just making sure that, you know, you're moving your body, but also not over moving your body. Absolutely. The last thing I have on my list is not flossing can cause inflammation. That's a good one. Um, Your mouth is the gateway to your body. Like that's mm-hmm. the biggest way things are entering in. Um, and inflammation in the gums leads to inflammation in the body. Um, gum disease is linked to heart disease. That's not just coincidental. There's connection there. Um, there's causation there a lot of times. So keeping those gums nice and clean, do a little good floss, really optimize your oral care. We've done oral health episode. Go listen to that. That is going to help you optimize that oral health so that you don't have gum inflammation, gingivitis, or whatever it may be leading to other inflammation in your body. So good. Um, Do we want to go on to things you can do to help inflammation? Because like we said, we always do this. We always give you all the negatives and we're like, but here, here's how you can actually help yourself, help your family. Um, Here are actual practical tips to fight off this bad inflammation. Some tangible ways that you can put into practice an anti-inflammation lifestyle. So um, we have a long list here. So I guess I'll start off 
with one, which is, I mean, obviously this is going to be on the list, is just the processed foods, the sugar, the seed oils, the junk food, just those are going to cause inflammation. So reducing or taking those out of your diet as much as possible is going to help your body to thrive and not be chronically inflamed. There are so many people living in our country right now that are chronically inflamed because of their dietary choices, because they are constantly consuming sugar and seed oils and things that are ultra processed and they are not getting real nutrients from real food. And instead they're getting these inflammatory foods that are made up of chemicals that are just causing their bodies to feel awful all the time. And so attacking that in your diet is so vital for reducing chronic inflammation and reducing disease because the chronic inflammation from that leads to disease. So the diet, it's such a big one. (laughs) Yes. And going off of that, you're cutting out all those things, but making sure you're eating more colors. Like how can you add more color into your diet? How can you get more antioxidants in? Vitamin C foods are so rich in antioxidants, um, which can help fight, fight inflammation. Um, like Rachel said, just whole foods in general. Like if you can choose to have a whole food versus something processed, like, you know, you're not going to do that every single time, but like making an effort to making sure that that is what you're mostly filling your plate with. Um, because food is vital. And also I'm taking this one off the list, cooking at home. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know. You don't know what they use at restaurants. I'm, I'm sure they're not using – Every time I eat at a restaurant, I'm like, I know I'm getting seed oils. Like, I'm just sure of it. And I'm not going to be like, will you please cook mine with this Kerrygold butter I brought up my own? But like, it's just like, I know. So I'd rather cook at home because I know it's going to be healthier because I'm using real oils to cook it and real food that I'm cooking. Yeah. Logan and I were talking about like, I don't even know if we're going to go out to dinner for Valentine's Day because it's just crazy. And he's away. Then we have our youth retreat Mm -hmm. and all these things. And he has his exam, et cetera, et cetera. But I was like, why don't we just like make steaks at home? That's what we're doing. Wow. On the same page again. But I'm like, (laughs) we have steaks in our freezer. We can have a healthy, delicious meal. We could just stay at home. So yeah, whatever you can. And honestly, I've been like in my cooking era, Rachel. I should Never really share this. I just wow. feel like I'm just trying so many new recipes and Logan is just loving them and not like I'm patting myself on the back, but like, I mean, I'm literally following a recipe off the internet, but just trying so many different things and like really seasoning things and really like using like onions and things for like flavor. Like it's, and then we, we went out to dinner recently and he was like, you made a better roast than they did. And I was like, thank you. And it's cool because it's like, you know, what's going into it. You can make it so much more nutritious and you save a crap ton of money. There's my tangent. I know, you know, I'm such a big cooking at home person. And it's really like, once you start to get it under your belt, these things that you think are hard are not that hard. Like I made mashed potatoes the other night. I don't use gravy packets. I make gravy homemade. And I know what ingredients are in it. And it's only Mm -hmm. a handful of ingredients. And it tastes better than any type of gravy packet. Mm -hmm. Or like beans. You get beans in a can and they're just like beans with no flavor. You can buy a bag of beans that'll get you like so many meals for like less than a dollar. Soak them and season them and cook them in bone broth really good and add in Mm -hmm. some meat. And it's like a whole meal that's nutritious and dense and full of protein. And it's like... These things seem complex, but it's actually like once you get it, there's just some few basic things cooking and you can make so much healthier things. You can. And I'm also like 
eating the whole food over any type of processed food, even if it's a health food, is so important. Like getting your protein from something like chicken or beef over a protein powder or protein bar. And I'm not saying those things aren't good, but I'm just saying like when you're able to get it from the most natural source that it naturally occurs in, rather than something that had to be created in a factory or lab or processed in some way, like the chicken was processed, especially if you get it from a local farmer in that it was raised and then it was killed and then it's in your freezer. Hopefully, if you're able to get meat like Mm -hmm. that, that's ideal. Whereas like that protein bar goes through how many processes to extract the protein from wherever it's coming from, to put it into something else, to add these flavorings and colorings and natural whatevers, and then compact it in a bar and ship it from wherever. Just like getting it from that chicken's a better source. I was at a restaurant recently out here and they had where they got their meat from, which I thought was really cool. I love that. I was like, that's amazing. The like, transparency. Just, like, the whole, just yeah. Like, and it's cool that they're supporting local biz- local farmers. But I'm like, oh, this chicken didn't come from like halfway across the country. Yeah. Do we want to talk about a few things that you can incorporate in your diet to help reduce inflammation then? Because I feel like we have – I have a lot of those on my list. Yes. Um, and I'm going to steal some from your list Go as ahead. well. Um, there are so many good like herbs and teas, um, whether that's turmeric, peppermint, green tea, black tea, um, ginger. You know I was on my ginger tea kick, which I still am. Um, but it's so – there's so many things like, again, we say like, you know, we're take, you're taking away things, but also like focus on what you can add into your diet. Yeah. Um, I would also add on to that one that focusing on cooling the body in Chinese medicine helps reduce inflammation because in Chinese medicine, inflammation is linked to the body being hot or having too much heat in it. So then if you have inflammation and you're eating things that are like spicy peppers or hot foods – This is Chinese medicine, which is an alternative like mindset of medicine. They're saying that you're building on that inflammation and contributing to it versus like combating it with cooling foods. So some of the cooling foods or herbs that you could use are celery, peppermint, leafy greens. Pineapple is a great thing for inflammation for lowering it just in general. So that's just like a fun tip and why not try it? If like you're experiencing inflammation, you might find that it works really good for you. Um, And then, yeah, you hit on a lot of the other ones that I had for like reducing inflammation type of foods. Now, I do want to say mineralized water and electrolytes are going to help reduce inflammation because if your body is properly hydrated – it is going to just perform better, feel better, and have less inflammation. And a lot of times our water is stripped of the minerals that it's supposed to have. So remineralizing that water, either with a trace mineral supplement or getting like real spring water or putting some real salt. We love the Redmond salt just to sprinkle of it in there. It's going to help your body actually get hydration from that water, not just pass it through. I literally just got so tired all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't, I'm just sitting just here like, hit her. <laughs> my eyes just started to feel heavy. But uh, Rachel, I wanted you to go into one more or to this next one because you have it on all caps in this list. And I know you're very <laughs> passionate about it and you are very well versed in it. And I feel like I learn from you when you talk about it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you can fast to help with inflammation? 
Yeah, I am passionate about it. I I currently actually have been uh, on a little bit of a diet where I'm trying to promote some healing in my body and just combat um, any negative things in my body preventatively. And so one of the ways I've been doing that is incorporating fasting. Now I'm a big advocate of if you're going to fast, you need to be doing it for the right reasons, have a plan. It has to be intentional and not to lose weight or to diet because that can put you into a bad headspace or mindset, especially if you have a past with disordered eating or anything like that. Um, Fasting is an amazing tool we have that is free. I'm not going to say easy because it (laughs) takes um, some mental willpower sometimes, but it is a way to give our body a rest, to give our organs a rest, to allow our bodies to process through what's going on inside without inundating them with new information, new food, new things coming in that they have to tackle at that time. It, It gives it a chance for our body to like step back and be like, okay, now what do we do when we don't have all these new things being introduced and how do we process what's going on in here? Try to heal it, try to fix it. Um, so, I mean, there's so much with fasting. I mean, there's so many different ways to fast. Intermittent fasting was a big dieting trend for a while. Um, and as we talked about on here, it can really affect your hormones. If you're a, a female who still has a period, still has a menstrual cycle, um, that can be a bad thing to do regularly. And you have to be conscientious of your cycle. There's certain times that are better to fast than others. Your follicular and ovulatory phase of your cycle are going to be better times to fast because your body naturally has more energy, needs less calories, and has higher capacity to handle stress versus in your luteal phase or when you're having your menstrual bleed because your body needs more calories, has less energy, and can't handle stress as well. So just be cognizant of that. Um, Fasting, there are people who will do fasts for a week long. There are people who have done it for a month long. There are people who will just do it for a morning or a day or an afternoon. My personal favorite way to implement fasting. Um, if I'm going to be doing it for very much targeting, reducing inflammation, I will plan for a few week period to a month period where I am doing three 36 hour fasts a week. Now this isn't something I regularly do. I, this is like once every few years, if I really am trying to tackle health issue in my body. Um, The 36-hour fasting window has been shown that it allows your body to get to a point where it uses up um, the what it has in it that it has to tap into different fat restores and different restores in your body and allows those cells to start to work in a different way. So it really is a um, good time window to allow your body to promote healing and allow your cells to really do what they need to do to be effective in that fast. Um, it sounds harder than it is because essentially it's 8 PM one night through the next day till 8 AM the next morning. So it's one day of not eating the night before you eat till 8 PM. You wake up the next day, don't eat. And then the next morning at 8 AM, you break that fast. So that gets you 36 hours and it's really something you can incorporate. Um, I've found that intermittent 
you know, doing 36 hour window and then a day of refueling and eating and really having nutrient dense and purposeful foods. Um, and then going back into that fast helps my body to promote that healing. And I really feel a lot better. I notice like, I don't know if you've ever fasted Jensen or done like a 36 hour. No, I feel incredible. Like it's just my body. I notice the inflammation in my face, in my body, everywhere. Just the way my joints feel, the way my stomach feels, my brain, like I feel so much better. Now, if you're doing an extended fast of like seven days or a week long, you're going to get to a point where you're like, I'm exhausted. I'm cold. Like I have no energy because your body really doesn't have anything to run on. But when you're doing short windows of it, you can really see how like your body sort of thrives from that and and can heal and do those things. So sorry, I went on a little tangent on that one, but it is something I'm really passionate about and something worth um, if you have any type of inflammation or chronic inflammation, looking into reading more about and finding what works for you. No, I'm glad you went on a tangent. I was hoping you would because I feel like you know a lot about it and I always learn from you when you talk about it. And one of these days I'm going to do some sort of fast. I'm really bad at fasting. I, you know, I just need to get better willpower. Um, so Well, no, that's not always uh, it. If you're not cognizant of when your cycle is, it's not willpower. It's your body actually having those needs. So well, I'm still trying to figure out my cycle. So once I figure yeah, it out, maybe then. It's all about doing it at the right time, in the right way, and fueling your body before the fast and after the fast in the right way. So it's not all just a matter of willpower. There is an art to it. Um, but also – if you don't need to fast, don't do it. <laughs> you don't just have well, to do it one of these mine's days. More, mine's more – I want to do it for more spirituality mm, reasons. Mm -hmm. and Which I, can be another awesome – I just need to seek the Lord more during it. Um, so. <laughs> Every time you get a hunger pain. God, is that you? <laughs> it's when you're supposed to pray and I yeah, – that's a whole other story. But um, – Anyways, so just a few more things we have on our list. Um, lymphatic support, mm -hmm. dry brushing, so simple. Literally before you get in the shower, buy a dry brush, probably like five bucks off Amazon. Dry brush your body. Doesn't need to – you could do it for longer periods of time. I usually am in a hurry, so it's pretty quick, but like every little bit counts. Um, jumping. Wanna, jumping on a okay. trampoline or just jumping in general helps was, lymphatic I say, drainage. I've been <laughs> wanting – I had a little rebounder like in my parents' house and they probably got it at a garage sale and I was like – I love it. I wish I would have taken it with me and been like, oh. But I don't know if it would be kind of – I don't know where I'd put it. But, yeah, just having a little rebounder. Like, it's crazy how, like, kids jumping on a trampoline, like, that is so healthy for them. Like, yes. it's not just fun. Like, it's really good for them. Um, and then I would say gentle movement. Like, just walking. Like, moving mm -hmm. your body. Like, it doesn't have to be high-intensity cardio, CrossFit. Again, those things have a time and purpose. Like, you know, incorporating them in once in a while I think is great. But, like – Rachel, the walking queen, she is the she is the inspiration of walk. She is always out there, and it's great movement for your body, and it's not over-inflammatory. It's actually helping fight inflammation. Yes, yeah. Um, some other ones I have are um, acupressure. There's a point, they say, between your pinky and your ring finger that if you push it in with, like, the tip of a pen instead of using, like, a needle – um, it can help with reducing inflammation. There's also other acupressure points that can help with that as well, which Jensen's the queen of acupressure. So I am. She might I'm know at. more on that. <laughs> um, 
Another one I have on here is hot to cold therapy. So we've talked about like doing like a sauna to a cold plunge. Jensen, have you been seeing lately that how inundated social media is with saying that cold plunging is bad now? Yes. Yes. I've seen okay. everyone like cold plunging is bad. And I was like, which. But wait, I kind of agree. <laughs> well, I just want to preface though. I, w- I want to hear your reasoning behind it. I haven't looked much into it, but that's just. You can't believe everything you read on the internet. And also, like, we are constantly learning. Like, we're probably going to learn one day that, like, the thing we thought was healthy was – I mean, that's it's, that's how it's yes. happened. The more research we know. Um, but give me your two cents. Okay. So from what I've read, they're just trying to get people to read it by saying cold plunging is bad. But the thing that's happening is people just see that and scroll past. Okay. Oh. What I'm seeing people are saying is that it's bad for women – during their luteal and menstrual phases of their cycle, just like fasting or something else. So basically what they should be saying is just like, if you're going to do cold plunging, sync it with your cycle. So you're doing it during the ovulatory and follicular phases when your body can withstand more stress like that, because it's going to give you a minor stressor, which is fine. But in certain parts of your uh, menstrual or cycle that's your body can't withstand that as good. So they're kind of using like uh, little taglines to just mislead what they're actually trying to say, which I don't love. But like the point they're getting to, yeah, I agree. That's fine. Is like if you're cold plunging every day as a woman, yeah, that might be causing your body some additional stress. So just try to cycle sync it if you can. But I'm not cold plunging every day. <laughs> I'm doing it here and there, but that is not a daily practice for me. So. I've been wanting to buy a sauna so badly. And there's like ones off Amazon. They're like $150. Yeah. And I was speaking to people that actually have these ones off Amazon and they love them. They're like, it's amazing. Is it like the sauna bag or is it an actual sauna? It's like a pop-up little tent. Wow. Yes. People – there's one was like $150. There was like $300. Is it plastic though? It's – yeah. Well, it's not like – it's like a – it's almost like a tent. Okay. And they – and you like boil water and they said it's like – They – use it every day they swear by it wow so, i know i'm like do i do we invest in one of those like i've always wanted to be able to use a sauna and there's like none that i can use around me and i know yeah you said you you use the one at the then you said the someone spa got here the spa do you know someone that got one yeah too? i do and they like it and they use it a lot i'm very like i'd like to invest in one because it's like same a thousand a couple thousand dollars depending on the size you get and for as much as i use it <laughs> That's like, yeah. I will get my money's worth quickly oh, out sure. of that compared to what I'm paying for like one time 30 minute use yeah. of the sauna. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I'd like to have a real one someday. We're just not there quite yet. Not in this house because there's no room for it, quite yeah. frankly. But that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, tangent again. Um, <laughs> we. It's funny. We started this episode and said, oh, it's probably a quick one. Well, I was like, it's okay. All our episodes are always like over an hour. So it's okay if one's only 30 to 40 minutes, but we can't do it, guys. We just, I mean, <laughs> this is truly like when we're giving our life updates, they are news to each other. So we're yes. always chatting. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any more. Um, there's just certain like sup again, we don't I don't want to push supplements. I was just gonna say the same thing. <laughs> different supplements work differently for people. I know nanocetylcysteine, typically it's called NAC, berberine. Um there's you know, there's I but I just I don't wanna like make that the the main point because 
supplements should be targeted for the type of inflammation, what you're dealing with. But just know that like on top of all the other changes, if you're still having issues, like you can supplement to help. Yes. You said it perfect because I was just going to add the same little add-on of like there are supplements that could potentially help, but I would start with the other changes first. Yes. I would always start with changing your diet before and taking out or altering before you start adding in more supplements and stuff. Or the free things like going for a walk and sleeping. Like supplements are expensive. (laughs) The most basic human function, sleep and walk. Breathing. (laughs) Just like, but really, when it comes down to it, doing a little bit better of a job and being more aware of how we're doing things like breathing, sleeping, eating, walking are what's going to make the big changes in the end. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I think that's all I have. Is there anything else you want to say, Rachel? No, I don't think I have anything else to say about inflammation. I think we're think we're good, guys. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna call this one a day. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you for joining us. Like Jensen said, we're coming up on a year here soon. So if you have been listening since the start to us for the whole year, please let us know. Like, please do. Thank yes. you. You're our biggest fans, and we love you. <laughs> For being on this journey with us, for chatting with us every week. Um, You know everything about our lives. Yes, for real. That's just like, that's been the thing of recording these is like people are like, I know what's going on in your life. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on in yours. We still need to be friends. I know. (laughs) But yeah. Thank you guys for being here. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube that you like this video, you subscribe to our channel because we know some of you do watch on YouTube and you aren't subscribed, so make sure you subscribe. Um, We always love reviews. They make us really happy. So if you want to make us happy, you should leave us a review. Um, And share share these episodes with your friends. Spread the the love. Spread the knowledge. You know, we're just – we're going to – 2024, the year kind of crunchy blows up. We'll see. But you know what? We're going to dream about it. So, but again, thank you guys so much for being here. We love you all. We hope you are having the best day and we will see you next week. Bye guys. Remember, although we talk all things health and wellness here, this is not medical advice and you should always seek out your medical professional for further questions. Thanks again for listening. Please remember to share, comment, and subscribe to help support our podcast.